Welcome to the More Than Real Estate Podcast. We are excited to introduce this mini economic development series. Learn from different cities and townships on exciting developments, policies, and what is driving their economies. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, good morning, everybody, uh, and welcome to um, another another series in uh, economic uh, development. Um, and uh, for those, I think most people probably here know who I am, but uh, my name is Ian Hopping. I'm a broker with Keller Williams, and uh, my office is based in the city of Barrie, and uh, we've been serving this area for the last uh, almost like 17 years now. Um, but about 20 before, he's a very distinguished player. He's uh, at least uh, 10 years of experience in general um, economic development, uh, working with towns. Uh, previously with the town of Innesville, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for about six years, I think we may have cross paths there once or twice uh, and if I'm not mistaken probably prior to that you were in um, either Sudbury and then um, I think you're up in uh, towards the uh, the Montreal area if I'm not mistaken there with Three Rivers um, so um, has a, a varied uh, a wide range of experience um, over a decade of experience in the industry uh, generally speaking uh, and specializes in supporting uh, the creation of new sort of commercial industrial developments and connecting entrepreneurs uh, to the provincial sort of ecosystem and support services um, Brennan's actually won multiple awards uh, from the Economic Developers uh, Council of Ontario and the Economic Developers Association of Canada. So for those of you who are on the call this morning, uh, I think we should listen very closely because I'm sure this gentleman has an awful lot to, uh, to share with us. Uh, the format of the meeting this morning uh, will be um, just a brief introduction here, which we're doing now. Uh, and then um, Brennan has a presentation which will take about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, we'll then open the floor for questions uh, probably for 15 to 20 minutes. And then we'll have any kind of conclusion and uh, closing remarks. So uh, with that, uh, Brennan, the floor is yours. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, I'll let you carry on with your presentation. Wonderful. Thank you very much for the introduction, Ian. Um, people should be able to see my screen at this point. Um, so I'm going to give you a, a very brief kind of overview of uh, Collingwood and from an economic development perspective, business development perspective. Um, and then again, as you said, take any questions at the end. Uh, try and be proactive and try to anticipate maybe some of the questions from the hot topics that are going on in Collingwood and, and mention them briefly for, uh, for the benefit of your members. So always great to work with BDAR. Hope to continue that relationship into the future. And really realtors are our, you know, kind of bread and butter partner, frankly. Um, you know, when we're dealing with industrial development, commercial development, mixed use development, um, you know, getting, you know, lessors and lessees together. Um, and really the, the whole economic engine of Collingwood kind of relates to, uh, to real estate as well. So um, what I did want to start with is a bit of the goals that we work with in economic development. Um, you know, the, the primary goal, which is rather obvious, is creating and retaining local jobs and investment. Um, and we do that in a variety of ways. Um, you know, the, the vast majority of job creation, job development in, in Ontario is from local businesses that are already existing in our community. So certainly... We want to retain and expand those businesses as best we can. Um, we certainly want to encourage new entrepreneurs to start businesses. Uh, we do that in Collingwood in, in a couple of ways. Um, you know, first we have our starter company program, uh, which does for, you know kind of flow through provincial grant funding to business owners and entrepreneurs in our area to be able to start new businesses. And then from the youth perspective, we have our summer company program, both administered through our small business enterprise center, which allows youth to actually start their business over a summer before they return back to school to get some really real world experience and certainly provide some services and, and opportunities in our community. So we're really excited about those two. And then the third is really attraction, investment attraction, either existing businesses, entrepreneurs, 
could be investment, um, you know, sort of developments and those types of things from elsewhere. And that could take various forms. It could be an existing business from the GTA that wants to expand or relocate. Uh, it could be a remote worker with their family that's looking, you know, at the GTA and saying, we don't want to live in a 600 square foot condo anymore. We want a little bit more space outside and we're going to take our business with us um, and, or we may start a new business in this community. So the investment attraction takes various different forms. It's not just, you know, the bricks and mortar, it really is people and, and workforce attraction as well. And then we want to put businesses and investors in the best position to succeed. And we do that in three different ways through infrastructure, policy, and programming. And for infrastructure, it can be rather simple. It's the bricks and mortar and the ground data. Certainly working with site selectors and realtors, we want to get you the most up-to-date data we can. Servicing, which I'll touch on in a little bit, uh, and workforce development. For policy, you know, we really want to bring the business perspective into municipal government. You know, we want to advocate on behalf of the business community, on behalf of the development community, um, in order to make sure that our policies fit their needs and also aren't too restrictive or have unintended consequences. So certainly we, we try to bring that perspective. And then finally programming, which is kind of our, our core service, the training, the information we provide, the advice we provide in certain uh, aspects. And then obviously the, the core services through that ecosystem that Ian mentioned in the, in the introduction, which is you know, the Small Business Enterprise Center, the Community Future Development Corporation, provincial, you know, federal governments, and then other, you know, non-government entities that are supportive as well. So what I'd like to do is, at this point, go through some of the projects, some of the key things that are going on in Collingwood, and really just kind of spur some interest in, in what's going on in South Georgian Bay. Um, one of the biggest things that, that Council's committed to in the last couple of years is um, both the feasibility and now establishment of a small business accelerator. And you may have heard, you know, in the past, uh, Innisfil has a, has a really great accelerator. I think Lakehead and you really are working on, you know, some form of acceleration for local businesses. And we certainly want to be in that game as well. And really, if we're oversimplifying what an accelerator is, it's access to high-end mentorship and capital opportunities. So it could be, you know, preparing somebody for their first pitch. It could be preparing somebody for venture capital or, or not. Could simply be to go to a bank and actually get a, a very sizable loan. You know, often in economic development, what we do is support really well the ones that are starting up and maybe the mom and pop shop on the main street that wants to grow. Maybe they've been there six, seven years and they want marketing support or that type of thing. When we talk about scaling, it's completely different, right? You go from one to 10 to 100 employees very quickly. And we try to create these unicorns, so to speak, not in the venture capital sense of it's worth more than a billion dollars, but really that just hyper fast growth. So we can actually create some business anchors for Simcoe County and Collingwood. Um, from which, you know, we can, you know, use our workforce to try and create local jobs for them and those types of things. So initially we've had, you know, very significant interest from the business community in participating. There are multiple businesses in the Accelerator already, and we're really excited to share that as the Accelerate conference is going on in Barrie. So if you haven't checked that out, please do as well. Um, this is a really interesting time in that there's never been more opportunity for realtors or site selectors, developers, landowners to get engaged in the planning process and really build it from the ground up. You know, at this point in time, we're going through an official plan update. County, I'll talk about, you know, their municipal comprehensive review that's going on. Uh, and then this will eventually cascade into a zoning bylaw update. So if you're looking at the short term and the very granular parcel by parcel or the long term out to 2051, there's an opportunity to get involved in the planning process right now from a consultation perspective. And I've, I've noted here at various discussion papers, if you just search Collingwood official plan update, you'll find them. Um, those are there for your perusal. We have a draft options and recommendations report that's out. 
and we're working on that first draft internally of the actual official plan itself, which will certainly go out for public review many times as we move forward. There is some contact information there for planning services, who's certainly leading it, and we want to work with you know our external stakeholders to make sure this official plan talks about you know the significant growth that's coming to Collingwood, and maybe just to we'll transition to the municipal comprehensive review. I might come back to the ICBL in a second. If you look at the um, the growth that's projected um, that the, the county has projected or essentially required uh, Collingwood to plan for, it's almost 100% growth over the next 30 years. And if, if you know Collingwood's geography a bit, it's not a, a vast terrain, right? It's, it's, it's quite a dense community, relatively speaking, for Simcoe County. 0.1% um, of our lands is agriculture, for example. So it is, a, it is an urban center within a sort of a rural landscape. And so we have to plan for this growth and density is going to be part of it, but how do we manage that sustainably? And then, you know, if you look at the bottom of the, the lower table, you'll see 7,000 additional jobs need to be planned for in this community as well. And while some of those certainly will be population-based, retail, service-based, things that come with more people just being in an area uh, and certainly being a tourism center, um, a lot of those jobs are not going to happen by themselves. And that's where economic development has to get involved and, and really create programs and services to be able to do that. So lots of opportunity there. I'll jump back to the, the interim control bylaw briefly. Um, for those that don't know, this is essentially a, a, a small pause on development, so to speak, uh, while we figure out, uh, you know, what the right course of action is and expand our water and wastewater capacity. Um, so essentially, just a, a quick timeline on this. In April, um, the ICBL was approved. It's for a year uh, or up to a year. Um, and then in July, we had a variety of exemption requests come to us. And we did uh, actually... Uh, provide 36 exemptions. Um, so development continues to move on. We didn't stop developments that were already going on. Those continue. And there'll be a, a significant amount of, uh, you know, single dwelling units that are going up, density units, commercial units, industrial units, everything is continuing. Um, and then just this last month, we had UV disinfection upgrades uh, approved, which increased the single dwelling units that we were allowed to, um, to approve in the interim as we move towards, you know, sort of the mid 2020s timeline for the actual real plant expansion, which is in design and is all underway at this point, but it does take some time. It is, it is infrastructure. So through this process, we are still accepting planning applications. We are still accepting building permits. That all continues. We may put them in a queue as we get uh, closer to approval stage, but I think as we all know, there is a lead time required for a lot of developments and we wanna make sure that we can minimize that lead time for those that are moving forward in the process. And for anybody that's uh, looking for updates on a regular basis, we provide them to council. All of our meetings are recorded and they're on YouTube. So they're there for your perusal. Again, a, another big project in our community is the hospital expansion. Um, you know, lots of debate locally about expansion versus new build. We're not necessarily here to open that debate today, but um, we are very pleased that the province has shown that we do need investment in healthcare in Collingwood in some way and has, you know, it will be investing $15 million to expand and modernize CGMH. So excited about that. Um, and the debate continues on what, what form that will take, but uh, we are excited that the province has at least acknowledged that healthcare needs to expand in our community. So to close, I'm gonna ask kind of two questions, which is how can we help and how can you help us um, before we open up to, to questions? You know, for us, we, we wanna help you in any way possible. And I've noted a couple of, you know, sort of low hanging fruit here. 
our development curation process is really helping developers, landowners, site selectors, realtors with due diligence. You know, you have a plot of land that you're looking at. You may have a client that's looking at it. Let us answer your questions. Um, we don't want you to chase answers through the municipal bureaucracy. We want to make sure that picture us as kind of a duck where, you know, very smooth and, and calm above water, but we're, we're really paddling uh, underneath the water to get your answers uh, and get everything very quickly for you. So let us be your first point of contact, so to speak. Um, we certainly want to provide demographic trend data for business planning, for people that are moving up here, workforce information, growth trends, those types of things. So we do have a community profile, which you can download off our website. We are also working on an online data dashboard, which will expand those um, significantly. That'll be available at our website, livemorenow.ca, uh, which is our main economic development portal. And then the last two are kind of, if you have either a building that you represent or um, you, know, you may have a client that's looking for space, we may often have some access to opportunities that are not listed on MLS, just through partnerships that we have with, with builders or developers. So certainly allow us to connect and if we can help, we will. Obviously, and you likely see this if you're in the commercial industrial side, Outside of Barrie, not a lot of vacancy in Simcoe County, right? We're, we're nearing 0%. I think, in fact, we are 0% for industrial, and we're certainly less than 5%, probably nearing 0% on commercial as well in Collingwood. My time in Innisfil mirrored that as well. Um, so I know it's not just a local issue, and we do need those building opportunities. And then finally, zoning questions. Again, if you're representing a piece of land, uh, we want to make sure you have the right information to share with your clients and share with the market as a whole. And then finally, how can you help us? Connect with us, make us your first point of contact, especially on ICI opportunities. That includes mixed use developments, anything with a commercial portion, um, whether that be land leasing or really anything in between. And then finally, just accessing the most updated information. We are making updates on, a, on an annual basis for our community profile or data dashboard. These are helpful tools for you to be able to market the community. Uh, we are not just going to have you know, growth trends and those types of things. It's really critical information that your clients may want or need and you'll have those proactive answers for them and probably create some marketing opportunities as well there. So I'll leave it there for now. Um, you know, I, I think we've covered quite a bit and I don't wanna to put too much out there. I put my email there, that's probably the best point of contact for me and probably the quickest way to do it. Um, and you know, we're really proud of that, that stamp we put at the bottom, the number one entrepreneurship uh, community in Canada, not just Ontario, by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business through their last rankings. And through all these projects and a, a vast array more, uh, we want to keep that ranking. So we're working really hard to, uh, to bring business to Collingwood and, and create some local jobs. And that's my presentation. Great. Thank you very much indeed, um, Kenny. So, um, uh, Brian, uh, Brian, sorry. Um, so uh, thank you very much for the information. Uh, there was a couple of statistics uh, that I saw there, and we, we'll open the, the floor for questions. But I, I, whilst people were gathering their thoughts, I thought maybe I'll just fire a couple uh, back at you so that we can kind of set the tone and, and get things moving. Um, so I did note that uh, over the last five years, the, the population of, of Collingwood has actually grown by something like 50%, just over 50%, if I'm not mistaken, which is humongous when you think of the size of Collingwood and then you kind of add 50% uh, of people. Um, and as you noted there in your presentation, uh, 7,000 new jobs by 2051, which you know, if, if it's a single person in a family, that probably means another sort of fifteen to twenty thousand people moving to the general Collingwood area by twenty fifty one, which I know is a few years uh, over. But when all these people show up, they have to live somewhere, 
And uh, right now we have a bit of a, a housing crisis to say the least, and not just in Collingwood, but all over it seems, uh, as more and more people decide to exit the GTA and live uh, in our fair cities. Um, I know that there's an affordable housing task committee uh, in Collingwood, which I'm assuming you're probably a part of uh, somewhere. Um, what's, the, what's the town sort of like trying to do from a realtor's perspective? Obviously we care about housing an awful lot and we have to move people here. Uh, with house prices kind of spiraling and what appears to be a bit of a moratorium on, on new growth on housing, at least in the next year or two, how's the city kind of managing or what's the plan for the city to manage that growth? I mean, it, as you drive down popular side road on the south side of Collingwood, you can see all the housing to one side and the farm fields to the other, uh, which is not part of the town. Is the town going to do what Barry and Innesville did and kind of assume some extra land? What, what's the town's plans for, for that housing? Yeah, maybe a slight correction up the off the top. We didn't see a fifty percent growth in the last five years. We're, our annualized growth is somewhere between one and two percent. So the oh, okay. numbers that I quoted are over the next thirty years. Um, so there, I mean, there has been substantial growth certainly in the community, but not necessarily to that extent because housing just honestly can't keep up with that and the supply. And I think the supply issues across Ontario have been really well stated. Um, you know, Aria I know has been certainly at the forefront of that with um, with build. Um, you know, for us. There is still a substantial amount of development going on in the community. I mean, I mentioned those 36 exemption requests. One exemption request might be an entire subdivision. So just to give you a bit of an idea of the scope and scale of the development that's still going on in the community, because there is existing water and wastewater capacity. Um, so we're not at a zero. We're not at a complete pause or stop or any of that. The ICBL simply allows us to kind of catch our breath a little bit and make sure that the planning process and the infrastructure process works together to make sure that we have sustainable growth over this planning horizon, which is the next 30 years, right? So it's, yes, you know, in, in a couple of years for a, a water wastewater expansion can be a long time depending on perspective, but in that time, you're gonna see substantial planning applications continue to come forward. Uh, and we're gonna put them in the queue and get them ready to build, essentially kind of shovel ready. Uh, and you'll still see those exemption requests moving forward, for example, uh, you know, the really substantial mixed-use Monaco development that's kind of adjacent to the downtown. We will see more of those developments move forward. We're seeing some really innovative practices move forward on how do we build a, a community that hasn't in its history been that dense, um, limited geographic footprint, but how do we transition it softly and build a community that people still want to come for lifestyle, four season, you know, amenities, those types of things. So it's, it's a balance that we certainly have to, to bring. The affordable housing is a piece of it, but there's also the attainable housing piece of it, right? I mean, we don't solely control what housing prices are, but I do think zoning plays a big part in that. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, inclusionary zoning, I think is, is a bit of a difficulty across many communities. Toronto is sort of the, the poster child for it. Um, you know, the sort of character of neighborhood argument, so to speak. So we've got to kind of figure out, and we have a great opportunity to do that with our official plan up in our zoning bylaw, you know, what type of community do we actually want to build in consultation with those that live here, but also those that are about to live here or those that want to move here. So it's, you know, you, you only get so far. So for example, if you ask people in single detached housing, what type of housing they want, they probably want single detached housing. If you bring that consultation to downtown Toronto, which is actually the people that are moving to Collingwood, they may ask for a townhome that's a little bit more affordable or a condo that has a couple of stories. So it's, it's always an interesting mix of, of what we bring here, but I think zoning official plan and the development is still moving forward in the community is kind of a mix of that. 
Okay, perfect. Thank you. And and touching on uh, on the zoning there. So I mean, obviously the zoning is always kind of under review. I think from my experience, it's never it's always a progressive thing. It's never a done thing. Um, and um, I, I know uh, just my own experience. I think I was one of those exemptions actually. So thank you very much for the exemption. Uh, but um, when it comes to like second suites, um, for example, the city of Barry have. Uh, kind of got this idea going where you can have like a second second suite on the same lot it's not quite a triplex it's called a garden suite or a detached uh, sort of dwelling that's in a large yard so you turn a, a main house into a duplex and then you add uh, like a detached garden suite does the town have any plans to kind of look at that kind of an idea for intensification yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because, you know, intensification can obviously take many forms and we do have a significant stock of single detached homes that, I mean, arguably are probably on smaller and smaller lots as we move forward. Um, I don't know specifically that we're looking at a policy like that, though I think everything is kind of on the table with this official plan review and then subsequent zoning bylaw. It's always a, a challenge. I know we've seen in Barrie, for example, people say, you know, well, it's proximity to my backyard and now I don't have privacy or those types of concerns. So certainly all of that has to be taken into account, but I'm not aware of a specific policy that's imminent, so to speak, that's coming forward for those types of things. Okay, wonderful. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> um, changing tax slightly, I, I understand that um, this is probably your doing. So um, uh, Main Street gets a digital makeover interactive app. Uh, I believe that Collingwood is probably one of the first places in Ontario even to, to have creating a, created an app uh, to help people understand what Collingwood's all about. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, we're really excited about this. This is, um, you know, hundreds of thousand dollar project, most of which came from the province and federal government. Some came from our business improvement area. So just a, a great vast array of partners in, involved in that project. The center of it is this Discover Collingwood app, which if you go on your smartphone, Android or iOS, you can download it right now, it's free. Um, and it's a bit of a wayfinding opportunity for our downtown and beyond. So it actually, the, the, the most unique piece of it is it matches technology with Main Street and physical infrastructure to bring everything kind of together in a bit of an augmented reality experience, which is something that's, that's brand new for most municipalities in Ontario. So really what you're looking at is you start at these discovery panels that are downtown or in our parks and, and kind of adjacent to downtown. And essentially there are QR codes that are thrown throughout, um, whether it be on pedestrian wayfinding signage, um, some poles throughout the downtown or these, these discovery panels. And essentially it helps bring you know, that atmosphere to life. You can see it if, you, if you're on an iOS device, you can actually see it on your smartphone as you walk through. Um, but really the point of this program is to help people linger in our downtown. You know, we have hundreds and hundreds of businesses in downtown Collingwood that, you know, they may not have discovered even living there for many, many years. Um, so we want to get people out of their cars. We want to get people out of Sunset Point, for example, if they're a tourist coming in the summer. Uh, we want people to spend money in our downtown. So it's kind of that full car, empty car problem, right? We, we don't necessarily want people coming from the GTA with a full car, you know, eat, you know, do everything they need to do, not really buy anything local and then, and then leave with an empty car. Uh, we love people to, you know, have a, a stroll and sit at a patio in our downtown or have a drink, sit at our cafe, um, you know, even linger from a work perspective, because we do have co-working spaces and those types of things. So it's really about exploration. It's really about discovery. And um, there's opportunities for that app to expand in the future to talk about events, to talk about parking. We're putting electric vehicle charging stations in the downtown. So that'll be included. It's really just kind of your guide to downtown and adjacent part of, of Collingwood. We're really excited about it. 
that's fun. and that's a great uh, great tool for a realtor to to give to a potential client moving into the area who doesn't really know the area um you know what a great sort of app to give them to say hey kind of play with this and uh and see what uh and see what comes along um you mentioned the downtown and um uh, obviously most towns have kind of like an urban sensor and then as you move towards the outside it becomes uh you know less urban uh more sort of semi-rural uh, in some cases um the town just inherently has to expand the the center core piece of that downtown do you have uh, i mean like if you take here ontario street which kind of dissects the middle and then you've got first street uh, at the end there moving outward from here ontario do you see kind of like the town spreading sideways um some of those developments that are kind of some of the, the housing developments on uh, some of the street streets for example to the uh to the west side of your ontario do you see any of those becoming much more kind of rezoned into potential small business use like commercial use yeah i mean there's there's two pieces to that because obviously there's a, a boundary for the bia where you know people have an additional cost added onto their tax bill mandatory um, and that those um, you know borders have expanded in the past um, to exclude you know you're seeing houses that used to be used for housing are now used for a dentist office or realtor office and, and those types of things. I believe Lakelands is, is in one of those. Um, so I mean, there, there's definitely opportunities there. I think you're just going to see this type of natural expansion. I'm not sure on a zoning perspective necessarily, but you're starting to see adjacent to the the BIA borders new businesses, new opportunities, new developments coming in. Um, certainly at our waterfront, you know, you're going to see new residential developments there and, and the ones that existed where we're side launching uh, several years ago. Um, so from a zoning perspective, I don't know that anything's necessarily imminent outside of maybe OP and, and zoning bylaw, um, but there's just a natural expansion happening as you see, for example, that Monaco development that is kind of at the edge of that border that is now bringing in new commercial opportunities, more dense housing, you know, obviously one of the keys that people are going to push on in any downtown is to have more people living downtown. It creates more safety, more vibrancy. Um, obviously we have a heritage downtown and a heavily heritage downtown. So sometimes adding housing or layering on top of that can have its added um, complexities. Um, but we are really excited because there are infill opportunities. There are, you know, we are starting to see new investors coming in from Toronto or adjacent in Simcoe County and say, hey, I've got these new opportunities for lease. I want to renovate these buildings. I want to make sure we maintain the heritage, you know, atmosphere of the downtown because it really is quite unique, frankly, from an, from an Ontario perspective. Um, so it's kind of, the, like I said, this is kind of natural, you know, expansion there. I think we've got a pretty vast downtown already. Um, and you may see sort of not even kind of secondary downtowns, but just, you know, secondary commercial centers. We've already seen it, you know, there's kind of the big box area, uh, you know, when you're, you go further down 26. Um, I think that will further expand in the future as well. So it's, it's not necessarily, you know, all in one area. There's a highway commercial opportunity as you're coming in on 26 as well. And then certainly the industrial park. So lots of different, you know, sort of ICI opportunities that we see. Okay, wonderful. Is there, um, I mean, obviously there's some things perhaps you can't talk about, but uh, just from a from a realtor's kind of interested perspective, is there a development that's kind of coming that you're really excited about that uh, that you could share uh, with us in any way? Yeah, I, I, I well, you, you caught me. I can't really talk about specifics, but I, I mean, I will say, you know, that we talked about 36 exemptions. There is a vast amount of commercial industrial development, and I just want to talk about the demand for a second. Sure. So, in our in our official plan and our growth. 
I mean, we need at least 50,000 square feet of additional, essentially retail space, commercial space per year for the next 20 years. And we'll still have a deficit at the end of those 20 years to be able just to manage the population growth. So if you layer on top of that, we want second story office spaces. We want probably flexible co-working spaces. And you know, our target is the knowledge economy, the creative economy and, and tourism. Those people largely need you know, office spaces, white collar spaces to be able to thrive. So, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily about a specific development. It really just is about the different types of spaces that we want to create in our community. Um, you know, so for us, I think the future is flexible. I don't know that you're going to see a ton of dedicated office space um, being developed. For example, a four-story office building. I don't know that that's likely in our community. It could be in certain, you know, areas. And I know we've talked, there's an innovation hub that's been, um, you know, suggested on Hume and, and a couple of other opportunities. Uh, for us, though, it's really just about we need a vast array of spaces, whether it be an industrial, um, you know, plaza where we have four or five things at 5,000 square feet to 10,000 square feet each. So we have zero. Um, and that's across Simcoe County. We all need that. Um, or, you know, it's just kind of the retail ground floor in a mixed use building. So, I mean, I, I kind of jump back to the Monaco because it's something we can talk about and say that's a great template moving forward for people that, you know, want to bring a little bit of density, but smart density, sustainable density, um, you know, and just to, to kind of quickly note, I mean, Collingwood is, is becoming known as kind of this capital for sustainability and green development and those types of things. We want to encourage those types of building practices as we move forward. Just had the UN summit here for a second time. Really want to, you know, work with the development community, work with the real estate community to be able to build, you know, structures, you know, developments, those types of things that we can use sustainable practices on as well. Fantastic. Um, and I know I'm the one asking all the questions here, but uh, if anybody from our membership has any questions, we're just probably got about five minutes left here. Um, then punch them into the chat and uh, we can uh, we can ask uh, whilst we have Brennan uh, uh, sitting right here. Um, so I guess um, one thing that I would ask is from our community, so from the realtors, um, the Southern Georgian Bay uh, Association of Realtors has around about 600 members. Uh, the Barry District uh, Association of Realtors has around 1,200 members. So in this kind of general region, you've got around 1,800 realtors that are constantly like looking at what you're doing, what City of Barry are doing. Is there a way that we can help? Like, what would you like to see from our community to, to you to help you do what you do better? Yeah, I mean, to give you a perspective, we get hundreds to thousands of business owners and entrepreneurs in our area reach out to us every, every year for consultations, for advice. Often we're seeing people that can't find space. We're seeing people that just are looking for leasing opportunities or development opportunities. Uh, and we want to match them with those opportunities as best we can. That's why we really ask that realtors act, you know, use economic development as the main point of contact for the municipality on those types of things. Let us help do your due diligence. If you have a client that's looking for something and you can't find anything on MLS or through your connections, reach out to us. We may have a connection for you. Or, you know, if we do have to wait for a certain period of time because our vacancy is so low, we are often getting those opportunities through our planning team to say, hey, in, you know, 18 months, we're going to have this development available. Just kind of get ready for it. Or are there listing opportunities or those types of things? For us, it's really also about getting the right information into the hands of uh, investors or, you know, maybe even talking to, uh, to remote work for a second. Uh, you know, we have this huge influx of people coming in from the GTA. 
Um, how do we get the right information into their hands? Because if I'm a 35 year old with a small family um, in let's say downtown Toronto, I'm looking at a hundred communities within a 90 minute drive of me. And they're all kind of nameless, faceless. I may have heard of some of them before, but I don't really know anything about them. So how do we work together to collaborate and give the right information to those people so they can make an informed decision about Simcoe County and hopefully specifically Collingwood to be able to move there. I think those, those data and kind of as our first point of contact are gonna be the, the ones that make the most sense. Wonderful, thank you. Um, so we do have a couple of questions coming in from our membership. So if I can, I'll just ask those uh, quickly. Um, I think I know the answer to the first one, but I'll let you answer it. Um, talking about Airbnb and mm -hmm. type of investments, um, Blue Mountain has a little, the town of Blue Mountain has a little bit of a monopoly. Um, and in the town of Collingwood, if I'm not mistaken, um, to have any kind of an Airbnb investment, you need to actually physically live in the property so you can rent out like a room in your own house, but you can't have a property that's designated for Airbnb. And does the town have any plans? Are you aware to, to look at that or change that? Council has requested that staff look into, we'll call them short-term accommodations because there's Airbnb, VRBO and a bunch of others, uh, even through Expedia, I believe. Um, you know, for us, we're going to be bringing a licensing officer on that's going to be able to help us with that question and sort of that process and brainstorm. Um, that was included in the 2021 budget. So I anticipate that'll be, that'll happen. Um, and then council has asked us to come back and say, come with a, a more fruitful plan for either, I mean, everything's kind of on the table, right? So you can imagine what the options might be. Um, so for us, we're in that sort of brainstorm mode internally to make sure that we can get kind of a, a realistic plan out that says, you know, is it a licensing approach? Is it a, you know, Wild West approach? Is it an elimination approach? You can see kind of the, the full extent is on the table and it'll be council's decision to make. Um, for us, we don't really have any advice to give, I would say, on if you have a client, for example, that's looking at a short-term investment property, I would say that the, the rules may change in the next 12 to 18 months, let's say. So just be aware of that as you're, as you're having those conversations. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, the last question here uh, for um, just regarding the hospital um, as such. So $15 million, uh, it's $15 million, it's not nothing. But is that sufficient given the growth that you're planning or do you anticipate this is the first 15 of another 15? Yeah, I, I don't know that I have any insight on, on future investments from the province, certainly off the heels of, I, I would still say a, a rather large investment in our community. However, I know that the, you know, the public debate on, you know, whether it be a greenfield and expansion to the existing, whatever will we'll rage on it. The council talks about it quite often as well. And I think there's an opportunity for the municipality to play a, a leadership role in that, certainly, along with our elected officials in the provincial and federal governments as well. I can't really speak too much to that in, in a specific way, but I will say we are, you know, rather pleased that the, you know, the province has stepped forward and said, we need to make an investment in healthcare in Collingwood. What that eventual scope might be is kind of, up, again, up for debate and discussion, but we'll continue those discussions with the province. Wonderful. Okay. Well, um, I think we're, we're pretty much getting up on our sort of 35 minutes sort of timeline that we set. Um, I would just like to say thank you very much for, um, uh, for taking your time out of your day to, to spend with us. Are there any last minute uh, comments or things that you would like to, to add before we close? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's really just building the relationship. We'd love to, you know, continue to build a relationship with, with your membership, with uh, certainly the membership in, in South Georgian Bay and, and being involved in these events. And, and certainly let us be your first point of contact. I want to hammer that point home again and again. 
you know, for, for due diligence purposes, for investment purposes, or even just to double check a stat or, or something that's in your marketing. Let us help you. We're here to help. Um, you're certainly part of our key stakeholders that we want to work with in the future as well. So thank you for the opportunity to speak. And uh, I think you're going to get some really great feedback from Barry, Aurelia, and, and Innisfil as well in this series. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Steve, for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Make the most of the sunshine because I think it's going to rain later on. But uh, thank, thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks. Bye now.